0: Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back, my little Shalloners. Today's mantra is going to be, I believe what I see. I trust my intuition, if that resonates a little bit better, but I believe what I see. Today, we're going to talk to two girls, one who is dealing with a friendship that is no longer serving her. And another one who is dealing with a guy ghosting out and apparently love-bombing her. It all comes back to trusting your own analysis of a situation and not maybe what someone is telling you about the situation for their own aims and certainly not what desperation or fear is telling you to keep you held back. So we're going to do our little guided meditation or breathing. Get comfy. Wiggle those boobs around. Yeah, loosen the jaw, loosen the inner ear, breathe in through the nose. and out through the mouth one more time and repeat the mantra i believe what i see in through the nose and out through the mouth all right let's get started and just a reminder that i get these questions that we deal with here on the podcast from the shalligator reddit thread it's a wonderful place where you guys come and collaborate i think there's like 1500 shalligators who are on there I read I lurk I lurk and I read and I read what you guys write to each other and it's just so uplifting and it's so supportive and so wonderful and I'm just so glad that there's this little niche of the internet that we can go and be our little squirrely shalligator cells. so let's get into it Hey Mountain Dew drinkers! It's the Mountain Dew Baja Blast 20th Baja Versary. 20 years of Baja Blast being a Taco Bell fan favorite. To celebrate this year, the tropical lime flavor of Baja Blast is in stores everywhere all year long. 366 days, that's right, it's a leap year. And for a limited time, you can collect coins for a chance to get Baja gear or a Taco Bell deal. The Mountain Dew Baja Blast 20th Versary. No purchase necessary, open to legal residents of US 18 plus, subject to official rules at Bahomplast.com and 61524. Void where prohibited. This question comes from a Reddit Shalligator chicken beer, which is my new go-to insult. She says, So I'm 21 and I met this guy 28 on Tinder and we really hit it off. The only problem that aided me was that he said he wanted a friend with benefits, and we all know what that actually means. I brushed it off, and we actually met up for a date. We had a great time. He kept chasing me. He was a perfect gentleman. He paid for everything without question. I never touched a door handle. He didn't even push for sex. Held my hand. All that stuff. And he was fun to banter with. I met his friends who were really cool, etc., etc., Long story short, it was all very relationshipy. We had sex on the fourth or fifth date around the end of the week 2 and it was really good, to be honest. I had gone 18 months without getting laid until this point and girl, I was just horny as fuck. I get it. Normally I wait as long as possible, but come on, I made an exception and lesson learned. We always went on super fun dates to the places he enthusiastically picked and it was his idea to go have a fun weekend away on his dime. We had tons of really good sex, we had some really good talks, but I'll admit, I was honestly kind of starting to see flaws in his character that I disliked. He's pro-Trump, he doesn't take care of himself very well physically, I thought he was still tall and hot, he never added me on Facebook or anything like that, he never asked me about my life, although he freely talked about his childhood and family, and you know, a lot of other stuff like that. In hindsight, he may have been a bit of a kill-the-cheerleader complex since he was not that attractive only a few years ago and finally recently glowed up but I still liked him and we were talking about going out in the future I left to go home after that weekend reeling from all the sex and the good time I had we exchanged a few texts that day and he has not spoken to me since it's been a full week at this point so this dude apparently love bombed me fucked me a bunch ghosted me the thing I can't get over is why what did he not like about me What, couldn't he just, like, he couldn't text me real quick? Hey, sorry, this isn't working out. Why are men such pussies? My self-esteem is through the roof, which makes this all the more confusing and saddening. Was he intimidated? Am I way out of his league? I just wish I knew why guys ghost like this after such an amazing weekend and full month of legitimate dating. I'm confused and honestly more upset than I want to admit. I'm sorry for the long post. I hope y'all can empathize with why I felt the need to type all this out. I already deleted his Snapchat and his number, but just why? Ugh, God. This hurts my soul to hear because have we not all been here? I mean, hopefully, no. Hopefully the answer is like, no, Shallon, I haven't. I don't want you to be in this place because this is a place of just so much seething resentment, so much anger and bitterness, towards yourself. Wait a minute. Let's say that again. So much anger and resentment towards yourself. You knew who this guy was. I think it's interesting the way she phrased it. He said he wanted a friend with benefits and we all know what that actually means. It means he wants a friend with benefits. There is no subtext there. It's I want a girl who I can fuck whenever I want to. That is not a pretty package. And you know, oh, man. One thing I've learned is that booty calls can come with dinner. And I, it blew my mind when my guy friend told me that. Because I was in a very similar situation. It was a ship where it's like... Yeah, we never saw each other during the day. Like, he would take me to dinner. He'd be a perfect gentleman. We'd talk. We have a great date. What I thought was a date, and I thought we were dating, and then we'd go back and hook up, and then I wouldn't hear from him until the next Thursday night or whatever it was. And I'm like, what is going on? He's like, what do you mean what's going on? It's a booty call. And I'm like, no, we go to dinner. And he's like, "Shallon, he was going to eat dinner anyway. He's going to eat dinner anyway. And he knows that you need that to stay on the hook. Some girls don't. Some girls, you can literally text them, 2 a.m., you up. They'll come and suck your dick. Some girls like you, higher caliber, higher quality. He knows, I got to finesse this a little bit. I got to take her out. And my guy friend was like, it's not a hardship for him to hang out with you. You are funny. You are cool. This is great for him. He gets to spend a cool 90 minutes with a cool chick and then get laid. And my question was the question we have all had. So then why wouldn't you want more of that? If I am cool and I am fun and we do get along and we do have great sex, what the fuck? How is this not a relationship? It's not a relationship because they decide it's not. It's an internship. Right. I always equate relationships to like the job situation, because when we look at things in terms of jobs, like it becomes much more linear. You know, we can we can see, oh, I'm doing free shifts at this job and they're not hiring me. And it's easy when it's black and white like that. But you get into this gray matter area and it isn't like you're fully hired and it isn't like you're fully working for free. It's an internship. And you think, oh, I'm just kind of perpetually auditioning to be this guy's girlfriend. I am constantly trying to flood him with data points so that he knows I'm the one. I got to fuck him into loving me. You know how many times I tried to do that? And listen, I'm good at it. And it didn't work. I'm telling you, it just doesn't work in general. But an intern is never going to get that corner office because that job simply is not available. Right? Right? I've hired many interns, and I've hired full-time employees. I hire interns because I don't have any place to put them. Yeah, I mean, you want to come work here for like little or no pay, college credit or whatever. You just you want to keep showing up and doing this labor. Okay, but I don't have any place for you right now. So I don't know how long it's going to be that you're an intern. It could be two weeks, and then something opens up. It could be six months. But I'm not going to go out of my way to find a place for you. Why? because you're still working for free, you're willing to. How is this the same thing? When a guy says, I don't want a relationship, he doesn't have a position open for you. And that is written in fucking stone. That is written in stone. This is a fundamental difference between guys and girls. We always allow room for relationships. We always make room for love. You know, It doesn't matter if you were getting sworn into the Supreme Court, launched into space, cast in a movie. If you meet someone who catches your eye, you're willing to rearrange. We are multitaskers, women. We have to be. We're moms, we're sisters, we're CEOs, we're all of these incredible things at once. And so we are used to rearranging. All right, you know what? I I don't have to like do this on Thursday. I can make room for this guy. And yes, I'm still aching over my ex-boyfriend, but you know what? I'm willing to set that hurt aside and trust again. Guys are not like this. They're not. If they say, I don't want a relationship, the entire Victoria's Secret starting lineup could sit on his face. He would not give a fuck. He is a brick wall and you are banging your fists up against it. And all this does is exactly what this did to my little chicken beer. What's wrong with me? What's wrong? Why am I not good enough? Do you hear interns asking themselves that? Not really. You don't have a 21-year-old intern interning at like a magazine, a Vogue magazine, and going home every day and crying because she's not made the CEO at the end of the day. She knows that position isn't open to her. And where she's at right now is where she's going to stay. Maybe that will change. But if it doesn't, she knows it's not necessarily about her. It's like, well, they're just simply not hiring. They're not hiring. There aren't any open positions. There's no open offices. I'm not going to get this position. We have to look at this as the same way. And then we have to ask ourselves, how much fucking free labor am I willing to do for this person? Of course he talked about himself all the time. Why would he not? There's no stakes here. He's not invested in you. So this is like talking to a therapist. I don't care what a therapist says to me. I don't really care about her opinion. I'm paying her. This is a service. She's doing labor for me. And in that case with the therapist, it is paid. Okay. There's an exchange of goods and services. But if I have a dude who's just like hanging on and I've told him like, Hey, like I, I'm not having a relationship. Oh, but you just keep showing up. Well, yeah. Stakes are low. My heart's not in it. Whatever. Oh, let me tell you about this childhood trauma and that trip to the zoo. Whatever it might be. Same with meeting the friends. And this is this is what's messed up about people like this is those things do mean something to us and our work is to find people that it means something to them too i've had a boyfriend now for a few months we haven't even fully talked about like past traumas our families like there's still so much to discover because we're going slow and we're going slow because we're both invested in this like we both have our hearts in it and we're not just going to do this info dump and tear our chest open and reveal every aspect of ourselves to someone who it's like, okay, well, we don't still know where this relationship is going. Things are still forming. Like, we're together, but, you know, we're feeling each other out. We don't want to get fully hurt. If you don't care about the other person leaving, well, you don't care about opening up. Well, they don't like me. Fuck them. I don't care. I guess I told them about that trip to the zoo. They didn't like it. Whatever. On to the next. When you care about someone, you want to make sure their opinion is is solid. And it's not normal to fully open up like that. So at the end of the day, Chicken Beer is upset with herself. She knew this. She knew this. She saw this coming. And yes, he was demonstrating things were relationshipy, but no guy who is amenable to a relationship says that he isn't. And no guy who actually is like, yo, I may, okay, maybe, let's say, The stars aligned and I wasn't looking for a relationship, but I met this girl and she's incredible. No fucking chance he is going to let her still think he is casual. No chance. It's going to come out. Maybe not. Maybe it's going to be awkward the way he says it. Maybe he's going to stutter. Maybe he's going to shuffle around and turn beet red. He is going to make it known I am not casual about you and I am not casual about this portion of my life. I want a relationship in my life right he's because he's not going to take the chance that you're casual he's going to want to get his hooks in you why because men are hunters men are hunters and if he's not hunting you it's cuz he doesn't think you have value or he simply doesn't care if he catches you and i know what you're saying it's like but he he was hunting me he was hunting me he was asking me out he was suggesting dates girl dude i know i know i know and you know i am loath to ask a guy like what are we and don't do that but i think if his words and his actions don't match up we we deserve some clarity because otherwise what we do is we default to what we want well his actions say that he wants a relationship okay but the very first data point you had from him is no i don't no i don't want a relationship i think in that scenario before you go to that fucking pumpkin patch or whatever you can be like hey I remember when we met, you said you were looking for a friends with benefits thing. Where are you at with that right now? That's not crazy. That's not desperate. That's not a plea, oh please love me. That is, I'm an alpha female. My time, my emotional currency is very precious. I wanna make sure I'm spending it wisely. I don't spend things foolishly. I don't have time. I don't have the inclination. I might want you, I don't need you. I mean, she might've needed dick, but there's dicks everywhere, okay? And then you listen to what he says, because I guarantee if she had still asked this guy that question, he would have said, you know, I mean, I'm just like having fun and we're just like figuring it out. Mm -mm. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. The right, the only answer is, you know what? Yeah, I was scared coming out of a relationship. I thought that's what I wanted. But spending this time with you? No. No. I'm not looking for something casual anymore. And I don't want you to think that I only view you as a booty call. I don't. I don't, chicken beer. I have feelings for you. That's a real man. That's a real relationship that's worth investing in. And sometimes we don't know that until we get some more data points. So there's a big difference between, I like you, what are we? And hey, where's your head at? What's going on? When I did my instream stream video about my first Montana heartbreak, that's the question I asked the guy I was seeing at the time and he melted the fuck down. Melted down. He was gaslighting me, he was defensive and my heart was broken like I could physically feel each of his words. I could feel each sentence in my heart. It hurt so bad because I was like wow. You are collapsing before my very eyes. Like this is this is a very normal question. And if you find it either as an attack or as some gushy, pathetic declaration, dude, we're not on the same page. You either don't respect me, you don't respect yourself or know yourself enough to know what you want. You're driven by ego. Whatever it is, it's not good. So the summation of this is when a guy tells you who he is, believe him. Believe him. And if he says, even if he does ask you out on a date, you have the right to say, no, you said you want a friend with benefits. I don't want to muddy the waters. Dating, dates are for dating. FWB is, is booty call. If you do want to date me, okay, then we can redefine the nature of our association. You can redefine what you say you want out of this relationship or any relationship. But until you do that, no, I'm not going on, I'm not going to dinner with you. No, no, thank you. Let him know. You're not some bargain basement bitch. No, you said that, dude. This is what it looks like. Too often, we don't make guys sit inside the consequence of their words or their decisions, do we? No. Well, he says he just wants a booty call, but hey, his mind can change with the wind, and I'm just going to go along with it. The fuck you are. Nope. If you agreed to a friends with benefit, you stick to that. It, it's like when guys break up with us and like, do you still want to be friends? I laugh. Laugh in their face. All caps, laugh. First of all, dude, do you have any idea how much higher the bar is to be my friend than my boyfriend? The bar's like, it's not low to be my boyfriend, but, like, my friends are my everything. You have to be funny and smart and talented and ambitious and supportive and ride or die and just everything. I could spend the rest of my life just locked in a room with my friends. A boyfriend? I mean gotta have some good dick you know you can get digmatized and like seduced by the chemistry and when you take that away it's like you you have the audacity to think you're good enough to be my friend oh my god that's crazy and second of all no you don't get to be my friend even if you are cool enough you made your bed you can lie in it and i'm not in it sit inside the consequences of your own decisions you want me out of your life this is what it feels like You want a booty call? This is what it feels like. You don't get to have me as an emotional fidget spinner, a surrogate girlfriend, a cosplay relationship when you feel like it, and then you're done. So the reason this dude ghosted after this weekend is because he knew it was all getting in too deep. And whether that was he thought you were getting in too deep or he himself felt like he was getting in too deep and he had to pull back and self-sabotage, it doesn't even matter. And that's the shitty part. We get caught up in the why. Why? Why does he feel like this? Why? Who cares? You know what I always say? Why can't a dog talk? I can ask Cowboy, my dog, any question I want. Any question from when was the Declaration of Independence signed to what is the temperature outside? He is not going to answer me because he can't. And I don't spin myself into a knot wondering why, why. He just can't. And I accept that as the fact, and I move on with my life, and I don't ask Cowboy anything, really, about American history or about the temperature. I just move on. Don't focus on why he can't be the man you need. He isn't. Whether that's he decides not to be, he's incapable, doesn't matter. And so he was ghosting out because you were too deep, he was too deep, and he had to recalibrate this. He had to let you know Through his actions, not his words because he's a fucking coward, like you said, he's a pussy, where you stand in his life. You're not going to get too comfortable, sweetheart, okay? And he's going to underscore that as he has previously. He's not going to ask about you. He's not going to put effort into his appearance, right? My boyfriend has two different types of toothpaste that he uses. Two. He brushes his teeth twice because he's like, I just, he's like, I know you love to make out and I always want to make sure I'm minty fresh for you. Always. This is very important to me. The idea that he would like show up slovenly like this dude is, uh, inconceivable. Inconceivable, right? These things are adding up. And again, when we when we like someone, we look for the entrances, not the exits. We log the data points we want, not the ones we don't. It's what I call, and I've talked about this before, the Cosmo bedside astrologer syndrome, where you're just like looking for any assurance that this is moving in the direction you want and very studiously ignoring the ones that counteract that but it goes back to what he told you in the beginning so ladies when a man tells you who he is believe him it's not a bluff it's not a challenge it's not a lie it's maybe a data point you don't like that's fine log that point and move on this question, I think, is really going to resonate for so many of you guys. So Ashlyn Driver said, she titled this, Should I end my 12-year friendship emotionally drained by them and our relationship? Oh, girl. She says, I'm in my mid-20s, and I've recently been thinking about ending a 12-year friendship. She's a long history of mental instability, and most of our friendship consists of me trying to support her and be there for her. Her endless selfishness and manipulation finally got to me. And for the last 10 years, I find myself being a constant cheerleader. I am tired. I don't feel happy when I hang out with her. I feel drained and fed up. And she's complained about her now boyfriend for years. He's not a good person to her. They've been on and off for the last two years. And she always involves me in their problems. And I try to help her and I try to give her advice. But she doesn't listen. And when something goes wrong, she always tells me and I can't take it anymore. She's oblivious. She won't stop talking about her problems. She doesn't even ask how I'm doing. She's not stable with her life or her jobs. She's emotionally draining me. She doesn't bring me happiness, and I'm just not sure what to do. I'm wondering, has anyone been through something like this? I'm in a place in my life that I want to be surrounded by people who bring me happiness and positivity. I don't know what to do. I can't help her if she doesn't want to be helped. I've been doing this job for a minute now, and It's funny when I hear you guys say, I don't know what to do. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. I get questions like this all the time. And it's just this basically a PowerPoint presentation about why you need to make a certain decision. Whether that's, I need to leave my small town. I need to leave my boyfriend. I need to leave my friend. It's always about leaving someone or something, right? And then you say, I don't know what I should do. You're not asking me for advice, you're asking me for permission. And that to me, it's both like, it makes me sad and happy. It makes me sad because baby girl, you don't need my permission. You only need your own permission. You don't even need to look at the facts. You just need to listen to your heart. You don't have to have this great compendium of data about why you're allowed to cut off whoever, fill in the blank. But it makes me happy because that means like, girl, You're halfway there. You're like 90% there. You're in the airplane. You got the parachute on. You're standing at that open door and you're like, am I okay to go? Go, bitch. Jump. You are allowed to jump away from something that is not serving you. And this relationship, I don't blame you for feeling drained. I am drained reading this. Like I almost stopped reading it halfway through because I'm like, God, I don't even want any more details about this person. They sound like a nightmare. And I think so many of us have been there, right? And we feel so guilty for maybe cutting off a friend because we're not supposed to. I say to you guys all the time, you know, boys come and go, jobs come and go. Friends are supposed to be there forever. Supposed to is the word. And ideally, yeah, that's exactly. They're supposed to be there forever. Our family is supposed to be wonderful and supportive. Our romantic partners are supposed to be the same. But we can acknowledge that Yeah, guys come and go. Family isn't always who you need them to be. So maybe I should stop saying that friends are here forever because no, sometimes they shouldn't be. If someone isn't here for a reason, then someone should only be here for a season, right? If they are not enriching our lives, even if they're not even a net zero, just a neutral factor that they neither lift us up, but they also don't tear us down, how is that something that we need? This person is eroding you. This person is draining you. And you know what? You said it right. She's selfish and she's manipulative. Her mental instability, that's by design. Maybe at first it wasn't. Maybe there are actual issues that inform her behavior. But you're in your mid-20s. You're an adult. She's got access to health care and mental health services and medication. She's choosing not to do these things. She's choosing to get in a relationship that's ridiculous and unstable. Do you know why? Because she likes it. Now I know what you're saying. But come on, Shallon. Who would like living like that? I mean, a great many people enjoy living like that. What is my What is my support for this claim? They keep living like this. People don't do what doesn't work, right? We just don't. We change, we modify, we might have to hit a rock bottom, but we do and we're like, all right, this, <laughs> this isn't working for me, okay? This is working for her. Why does, like, why does she keep making this circus? I don't know, girl, why do you keep buying a ticket? Because there's always someone in the audience, whether it's her boyfriend or you or someone. We teach people how to treat us, don't we? And you have taught her that she can be a complete mess for over a decade. You're still going to pick up that phone. You're going to answer that text. You're going to listen. I've got a dog. I'm training a dog. And the rule with training a dog is not so different from the rule with training people in our lives. 100 times out of 100, A behavior equals X result, right? You bite my leg, you're going outside. And I'm not going to talk to you for 15 minutes. You complain about your mental health and yet you refuse to go to therapy, you're not going to complain about that to me anymore. I don't want to hear it. Sell it to someone else. I don't want to hear it. And tough love, I believe, is so named, not because it's tough on the people receiving it or people like your friend. It's tough on us. It's tough on people who don't want this. We want to be lovers. We want to be a good friend. We want to envelop you in our downy wing of empathy. And they, they just make it impossible. I'm kind of going through this with a friendship right now, and it's it's so funny you say, like, I want to be surrounded by people who bring me happiness and positivity. COVID, I think, has really made us cull our herd a lot. Like, it's made our world smaller in some way, and in some ways it's made it bigger. Like, I think a lot of us spent quarantine, you know, reaching out to friends we hadn't connected with in a long time, and hey, let's FaceTime, and that's great. It's always great to expand and, and increase your circle, but... Maybe things have shifted and I've noticed that I've had to make some big shifts in my life. In the past year and a half, I have confronted horror after horror after horror in my own life from getting laid off and switching my careers, which I, I'm so thankful for, but at the time, I was that was not what I wanted to do, no, to finding out my ex is cheating on me and breaking up, to quarantine, to people trying to cancel me, to moving. Not that any of these things didn't have their silver linings. They obviously did to varying degrees. I mean, moving was incredible, but it was still very difficult. I don't know anyone who's picked up and moved to a random city in a random state, not knowing a single person and just doing it. So it was a lot. And I have I have one or two friends in my life who I just don't see eye to eye with anymore. And they're not a nightmare like this person is, but draining does resonate. And we've talked about draining recently, right? We talked about in a video about love bombing and Demi Lovato and how people who have been love bombed, they they use that word drained. I am drained. Well, who pulled the plug out? Who drained you? It didn't happen unless you allowed it. And this isn't a victim blaming thing, you know? But we cannot move on with our life and create healthy relationships if we're not taking any sort of acknowledgement or responsibility about like, hey, how did I get here? How did I? How did this friendship devolve like this? Or how did I perpetuate this shitty, awful dynamic that isn't serving me? Because we do have a hand in it. It always does take two to tango. Even if one person is a complete nightmare and a villain, like I said, the circus only comes in town because people are buying tickets, right? So with my friend situation, it's like I'm looking at people who don't demonstrate bravery. That's very, I'm very big on that. I hate cowards. I believe my father was a coward and I cowardice makes me insane. I would rather err on the side of being a hothead, braggy, than being a coward or a victim. It just makes my skin crawl. And I feel like I have grown and stretched so much in the last 18 months that I look at people in my life who aren't doing that and I'm like, who are you? I have nothing in common with you. I don't, if I'm being honest, respect you anymore. And maybe one time I did. Maybe when we were both living in New York City and running around. Yeah, we were eye to eye. We were in the same place. I'm not in that place. That season has changed. And it feels like they're in a winter and I'm in a spring. And when you're in a spring and you're taking off those heavy coats and those big boots and you're letting the sun shine on your face after so much darkness, you're not going back. And you shouldn't. It's time to step into that light, right? We have to walk in the light all the time. We say this. We have to walk in the light of the truth. And sometimes with friendships, that truth has changed. And sometimes they don't want to walk in the light. They're in a winter, and that's where they're going to stay. Their own emotional Narnia. So when you guys ask me things like, I don't know what to do. Yes, you do, baby girl. You just want to hear me say it. You have my permission to leave. You have my permission to step into the light, to step into your own spring, and to let a season change from something that isn't serving you. If they're not here for a reason, they're here for a season.